Mike Kiss Army. Welcome to the Kiss FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today. Nothing is into your head. I hope you don't do any damage. This is a Kiss-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 133 of the Kiss FAQ Podcast. I'm your host today, Julian Gill, admin on the board. I am joined by Lonnie St. Louis Kiss. What's up? Marcus Almighty Mark. Hello. 69 Blizzard Ken. Hello. And everyone's favorite moderator, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always like that intro for you, Chris. It's, uh, I, I can see people, there might be one or two viewers whose uh, hairs are coming up on their back of their heads saying, that fucker banned me. And it probably, it, it may not have been him, it may have been me, but you'll get the heat anyway, so I can it live really with that. really pissed me off. So. <laughs> Usually just ban that person banned that person 50, 75 times. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, so at least I'll be annoyed at you 75 times over, right? Because some people just don't get the message that it's perhaps time to move on, that it's it's not you, it's us. And it is you, so there we go. Um, before we get into today's topic, let's just uh, hit the, the latest headline. Michael James Jackson apparently has been recruited for the next uh, Kiss Cruise, which I think is absolutely fantastic news as he's uh, responsible, obviously, for Creatures of the Night and Lick It Up and the four new songs on Killers, which came at a really kind of important time during the band's history and tidied them over from one era into the next and killed it at the end, you know, where uh, he, I think he just studied the drums on uh, Animalize as well. So mm-hmm. that's quite a stretch in terms of a, a band that never worked with the same person extensively like that in a linear fashion. So any quick thoughts on, uh, on that addition for the cruise? Anyone? Is it going to make I, you go I, on the cruise? I think it's, I think it's, no, I'm not going, but I think it's great that uh, he's come out of wherever he's been hiding. Hiding. Um, And maybe he'll answer some questions and maybe he's going to be open to, uh, you know, more, you know, future uh, things, maybe expos or who knows what, um, or interviews, uh, because we'd all like to hear a lot more about that process that happened uh, for recording Creatures and Lick It Up both, so... Yeah, yeah the, the work sure. with Vinny, the work with uh, Not yeah. Ace, um, and, and Bob Mark, you were going to say something, sorry. I was just going to say that maybe now that he's come out of his cave there, maybe maybe he'll start talking with Paul and Gene and maybe get involved with them with something new. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that, that I mean, everyone talks about new music from the band and uh, um, the producers, since... It probably won't be uh, your favorite producer, and Eddie Kramer's <laughs> high up on people's lists. I don't think anyone uh, would be too reticent about Michael James Jackson with the run of albums that he had with them. You know, Lonnie, any quick thoughts on there? For sure. I mean, I think it's great. Anything you can get out of Michael James Jackson, the better. So, I think only positive things can come out of it. So, when and whatever he has to say, I think we're all going to be interested to hear. Yep, Chris. I'm sure everybody would like to hear more about the tales. I, I think it was in the Eric Carr story in that book where he discussed that Ace was in some minor way involved in the Creatures album. And there's got to be some assumption from a lot of people that he's getting the timeline mixed up, maybe with some killer stuff. or Because like, no. we all know Ace isn't on the album per se, but did something get laid down under basic demo stage that he would be involved in? Because when else would he have worked with Ace to have that recollection? So. It'd yeah. be great to hear something about that. Yeah, yeah maybe maybe someone point. can get the context because obviously Ace was involved in the promotion of Creatures filming the uh-huh. video. So is he confusing that with something in the studio or Ace coming in for a meeting or something? You know, to the fact that it'd be mm-hmm. great to get clarity on those sort of questions that yeah. led to um, kind of the uh, confusion and misunderstanding. Yeah, you know, and obviously with Michael James Jackson being announced, it obviously means that Ace is returning to the band in mid 2017, which we will really? get we will get into that in, in a minute. But we did just touch on new music, and last night I went to see Iron Maiden and Ghost, and that's a band that's been around. Let's see, they put out their first album in uh, 1980, so 37 years since their debut. They've been around since 75, 76, and they bludgeoned us with six songs off their new album. So. Wow. Uh, something that provided a contrast with kiss if you remember when we did the uh the show about the reno show that i went to i was absolutely giddy that they'd done one song from sonic boom 
um, in, in the form of Say Yeah. And, and last night, you know, Maiden did songs off nine albums, six off one, two off the other, and then one each off the, the remaining seven, if my math's right. But I, I, I think I, I'm going to have to say that it was somewhat painful in parts. 13-minute songs like The Red and the Black mm. just... Mm are brutal for me personally live when i'm thinking that you could have running free in there um mm-hmm. shit you could have running free in the flight of icarus uh or revelations or you know <laughs> still even with the six new songs um you know good show i it just brings me back to kiss and how early on in monster they did do a lot of songs off that they never did a lot off sonic broom i think we had maximum of three in a show and I, I may be misremembering it, but what's no. right? But try and help me here, um, and I just want to get your your thoughts. What's the difference between a band like Iron Maiden and a band like Kiss, both thirty five plus years into a career, where one can do a shitload off a new album, and for that matter, still be making albums, and then, and the other won't? Or there's two things. If I can jump in, Dude. number one, number one, Iron Maiden still makes good albums. Whereas Kiss are questionable. Damn, um, and number two, you, Steve Harris is a lot different than Gene and Paul in the sense that if he says that he wants to go out and play new material and that they're a band that will continue to play new material off their records, he's going to do that. He doesn't care what the fans say or what the reaction is. He he thinks of that as the only way to keep the band legitimate in his eyes. And I think he's right to do that because you that's the only way you move forward you have to play new material and otherwise if you keep just say staying with your old material that's all you're going to be remembered for you know and i think that iron maiden have a lot to offer and they still do their albums are still excellent i I love the new one book of souls is excellent and you know I, i think that that's the main difference i think while paul and gene maybe in this example do maybe listen to their fans that they play what the fans want to hear, so to speak, right? But, but Steve Harris is a bit different that way. Yeah, he's going to still play the classics that people want to hear, but he's going to push that new record, Hell or High Water, and that's the difference. Anyone else with any thoughts on that? Well, let me ask this, uh, Julian. Uh, how long did uh, Iron Maiden play? One hour, 51 and 57 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Almost two hours. <laughs> Around two hours? Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. But, uh. Kiss usually doesn't make it to two hours either. 15, 15 songs. So, same number of songs as Kiss. Obviously, yeah. a lot of the songs have extended instrumental passages. Um, the Rhythm and Black being the perfect example of that. And there was one that. I, I can't remember which one it was. Uh. You could actually feel the audience getting a little bit restless. The, the instrumental section just went on and on and on i think it was the red and the black and you know even bruce was off the stage at that point uh, <laughs> you know you you, you just are not gonna it's totally different material than kiss kiss isn't doing proggy uh storytelling you know they're you know legs up in the air get laid have a party have a good time say yeah woohoo, yeah so yeah, yeah completely different yeah. beasts you got two different animals because they're going in two different directions. Maidens still want to be irrelevant, whereas Kiss, they they're resting their on their laurels of what they've done in the past. But it's it's a weird thing because they the stage show the image that is pretty stagnant. The set list yeah. kind of stays the same, but they can't also say that they're only playing the hits because forever Beth. There's massive hits that they just don't play, so it's a weird thing that they're like this is the show that we were doing in '96. And we've now each year have tweaked a little here and there, but they really haven't strayed from that formula much while still, like I said, not not playing some of their bigger hits, which is mind boggling. It's a very odd way that they juggle that. No, I think I think they're very happy and very content being a nostalgia type band at this point in their career. Whereas as Maiden is not content in that. And other other bands, you know, aren't aren't content in that. I'm going to see Megadeth tomorrow night, and I suspect I'll hear, you know, a few songs off their new album that they're not yep. just going to ignore it. Yeah, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll play they'll play some hits. Well, you know, they, but, they, but they'll, they won't play The Conjuring. Pretty much guarantee you that. No, but, you know, they'll, they'll play Symphony of Destruction. 
you know, they'll they'll play P cells, but then they're but they're also going to play songs off their new album. You know, I I purposely haven't looked at a set list because I I want to be surprised what it's going to be like when I was 15 and going and seeing a concert. You know, and you know I expect they're going to open up with something off the new album, like like a band typically does. And Kiss is not, and Kiss is content with being just being a nostalgia type band, and like they, like you said, just tweaking that '96 show just a little bit with oh maybe we'll 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 put a stack of amps over here and it's a little different and and we'll open up with this song and close with this song instead and that's our new show for this summer and it's it's pretty in my eyes pretty straightforward what it is yep you know both both work you know maiden hit you with two off the new then two old then two new i had all the points you know and I've got every made now, including the Blaze stuff. Mm. I listen to them um, a fair amount, so I'm not some casual fan. But they hit all the spots. You know how I say when I go to a Kiss show, I got to hear Deuce or I'm not happy. You know, yeah. I, I got Power Slave last night, and this was my first Maiden concert because I, mm. I skipped them when they uh, were touring. I think they came out here for a matter of life and death, and they were playing the whole fucking album. I'm like, I can't handle that. Uh, you know, they, they were doing the whole damn album and then doing a few hits at the end. I'm like, no. You know, the only way to turn new material into classics is to play it, and that was what I felt with Kiss and Reno. That say yeah coming back, I was like, wow, it feels like a classic now. Um, which you, you can take it or leave it, you know, because I know some of you don't appreciate Sonic Boom. Like, uh, I don't even like it, and that's, yeah. and that's and fine. They, you know, it's taste. They did again. the same thing with Psycho Circus a few years ago too. It was kind of cool when they brought that back all of a sudden. Yeah, but it wasn't that cool. That felt classic when they brought that back. Certainly yeah. wasn't cool when they brought Crazy Nights back. Teach their own, that's what I say. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it was good. I got Power Slave. I finally lost my Maiden Cherry and got to see them live, so bucket list kicked. Um, so let's get into today's topic. But first, um, thank you, gentlemen, for holding the fort last week and taping without me. Always appreciate it that we've got a show that we can bring in a diverse cast of characters on a week-to-week basis and uh, do fun stuff like that. So very much appreciated uh, that none of us have to be here if we can't be. And after the amount of shows we put out in June, thank you listeners because <laughs> we gave you a lot of stuff to listen to last month and wow, I'm, I'm amazed that we could talk that much about Kiss. No, I'm not, but there you go. Um, today's topic, it's it's current affairs and it's kind of going to the board and it's uh, Ace Hurley returning to the band in mid 2017. And it's, it's a never ending story. Gene Simmons has a bowel movement and tweets about it. And everyone's like, Oh, Ace is coming back to the band or <laughs> Ace, uh, Ace and Gene, right. Ace together. loses some weight. Well, he must be coming back. Yeah. 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 You so know, fit in the- what is this never ending need for people to think that, Ace is coming back to the band and going to come in and kick Tommy and say, get out of my boots, and I'm back, ack, in the New York groove. Uh, you know, what is Chris, I'm going to start with you on this. What is this urgent need that some segment of fans have for to- uh, for more, for Tommy to be gone, which I, I just find incredibly, uh, you know, strange. Disrespectful? Yeah, utterly. I think at this stage of the game, I think especially with Paul's struggles and everybody getting up in age, I think everybody realizes that you're closer to the finish line than, well, obviously than ever before, but still it's getting closer and closer. And the thought of ending it with as many of the originals as possible is appealing. There's no way to deny that no matter who the band is, you just slap the word reunion in any way and you've multiplied your interest in your live show that's coming up. I always point to Fleetwood Mac recently, you know, what does anybody think Christine McVie draws on her own? Versus when she came back, they exploded and became huge again. So what does being able to pitch yourself as saying, here you go, fans, here's a little piece of nostalgia extra that we're giving you. And come on out and see us for one more time, just like the old days. And no matter what anybody would say about now, oh, I like the band now, I know, I like the way the stability, there's still going to be that allure to the common fan, the the casual that's going to say, well, I want to see the old, I want to see the original, the real hardcore stuff that they were known for. So it's always appealing to bring that back in some form or shape. You know, anybody can say that back in 95, oh, Bruce and Eric are leaving? Boy, I'm going to miss them. The band were tight. I really like them. 96, I went to, I think, five shows, and I 
I enjoyed every one of them, and I never saw one person next to me saying, yeah, but what about Bruce? Uh, and I love Bruce and, think, and love having him in the band. I thought he was fantastic. I got all of his stuff outside. But when you're in that moment and the four guys are there, or three, however many it's going to be, when as many of that original act is together, you put that to the wayside and say, well, gee, thank you for your years of, of uh, serving us, but now we've got the real guys here. You're, you're, you'd be swapping out a, sorry, sorry guys, an ace imitator for ace, you know? Assuming Elvis were still alive, would you rather go see Elvis or an Elvis imitator? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's that. So Depends how good they are. Extra bit. There's going to be that extra <laughs> bit of oomph behind saying, here's the real deal, guys. And you can pitch that and sell it and it garners more interest. It'll jack up your ticket price, jack up your meet and greets. It's it's a win-win for everybody, basically. Yeah, but uh, just to go on your Elvis thing, uh, isn't having an imitator a kind of good thing that you can have your yeah. cake and eat it? You can go see you know, Elvis 68 comeback special, or you can go see Elvis 77 hot dog special oh, sure. or donut special or whatever he was, uh, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, whatever he was killing himself. For so, sure. so you the for each state. Yeah. You know, and, and, and what always, you want white jumpsuit, you want leather, you want, you know, <laughs> giant Elvis, whatever one you want. God bless him. We got big, big collars there. <laughs> so Mark, what's your take on that? Well, I mean, I I don't disagree with what Chris is saying. I mean, I think that there's a, there's a lot of people out there that have that exact mentality that they're they want to have those guys back. You know, they they see the end is near, so I want them to go out with those guys. <clears throat> but I I can't see it happening because I think Paul especially is at that point in his career where he's like, you know what, I've been I've been enjoying myself. Things have been going good. I haven't had to have any of these headaches that I had with those guys were in there. Why would I bring the headache back now at the end, especially at the end? Why can't I just go out without any headaches? You know, I know you're saying that it, there might be more ticket sales and this and that from it, but I don't know. I, I, I think that it'll be negligible how much they'll bring back, especially if they bring Peter back. You know, I mean, I love Peter and those guys too, obviously, right? But... I don't know. I, I can't see it going from what they're playing now to some huge, you know, 30,000 seaters with those guys back. I just don't think it's going to happen at all, you know? Nope. Probably not. Lonnie? I'd I'd like to see him bring bring him back. I think it'd be... I think the nostalgia factor would be, would be fantastic. Um, and you could... You could... You could bill it, you know, one last kiss, you know, bring him back for one final tour. Um, could Peter handle a full tour? I, I really don't know, you know. Um, but, hey, Black Sabbath did it with a different drummer, and they called it their farewell tour, you know, with, you know, and all their promos just had, like, the three of them. It didn't have any pictures of, of the drummer they were using. But you could still have Eric and any kind of promos in that, too. But you, And you could still call it a reunion, Kiss reunion with Ace Frehley. There was a um, lot of noise about that. You know, you you could you could do it, and and here Guns N' Roses did it, and they didn't bring back everybody, but they still called a reunion. So, mm. is it possible? Mm. Yeah, I think it's definitely possible. But and, you just said something, and excuse me interrupting you, but uh, sure. Guns N' Roses, if anything, is a great example now. My, my kind of opinion on a lot of this is uh, you know, always fluid by reality and changes on a day-to-day -day basis. But um, they brought Steven Adler back in for a few songs at select mm -hmm. dates. And sure. I, th I think that may provide Peter with you know, sure. a possibility of, of a way to be involved. Number one, uh, and I have no idea. Uh, again, it's just conjecture. Is Peter able to make it through a full, you know, 15, 16, 17 song set for a tour with the amount of work that he just recently put in for his shows in Australia and New York? I don't know. Um, I don't even want to guess what his state is. Maybe he, he, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Maybe he doesn't want to, maybe he does. Uh, we have no way. If he is not, then that would be an ideal scenario that you're getting one cat man or the other. You know, the makeup adds a problem to the whole dynamic. You know, sure. having Peter show up and which cat man are you getting? But, you know, this is the band that replaced him with his drum tech at a show in makeup and had no problem doing that. So, you know, what is the difference of maybe having Peter behind 
them for a few songs. We're going to bring out the original Catman now. He's going to do Sing Beth. Then they do Detroit Rock City. Then they do Black Diamond, a rock for all night. You know, finish the freaking set. Uh, the, en- the encores, basically, with Peter. Uh, so, in my mind, that could bring, kind of Bring work. him out for Detroit and New could, York and could, could be a little bit uncomfortable, but, uh, you know, playing yeah. the rest of the show with Eric. But how to make all these these kind of moving parts work. But let's get back to, to Ace. You know, Rachel posts a picture of Ace looking fit. Oh, okay, he's dropped some weight, so he's going to rejo- he's rejoining Kiss. You know, it, it's not that he wanted to get healthy to be because he noticed that he was using running out of belt notches. It was because he wants to get into his jumpsuit and wear that freaking costume. It just smacks of desperation every time something comes up. Ace is rejoining the band. Gene is riding with him. Ace is rejoining the band. You know, it it. Are, are we that desperate for a reunion? Well, I, I, I'd, lo- I'd love to see Ace back. Um, you know, it's just uh, the ego thing maybe is still there. I think I think Gene would welcome Ace back. I, I think he would. Uh, it's, I think it's just Paul, you know, it's the final decision on it. Um, uh I, I wouldn't want Ace back as a special guest. Uh, I don't think that would work. I mean, if he he played like a a few songs at the end of the show, he, what is he gonna do? Come out with, you know, without with or without makeup, and it's kind of I don't know. To me, it's confusing to the little kids. It's like, wait a minute, where's the who's the real spaceman? It's like the the Phantom of the Park or something. Yeah, one's the stunt you know, on live stunt on stage. <laughs> they could actually do the fight scene. Right. Um, but uh, I think if you're gonna do it, you, you got to do it all out and just have the as many original members as you can on stage. Uh, now, as if you know, Peter came along for the ride too. I don't know if he could do every week, you know. Um, maybe he could do once once a week. But he's not going to be on the stage, I don't think, at the same time as what he would call imposters of, you know, Tommy and, and Eric Singer. Uh, I just don't think he would appear on the stage with them at all. Um, so uh, I'm hoping Ace comes back. It's just, you know, he's the original. And, uh, you know, I... No, no disrespect to Tommy, um, but I'd rather have Ace in there if if you know, if he could do it. They allow you know, him to go. You know, I think people also have a short memory though, because I think that it wasn't that long ago when Ace released the Origins record that he mentioned that he had wanted to work with Gene, and that there was some sort of conflicting schedule thing that prevented him from doing it. So. Just because he's working with them now, maybe schedules are good now. That's why he is doing it. It's not like some big conspiracy to join KISS again, you know. I think that's what people seem to forget, you know. It's like back then, he wanted to work with them but couldn't. Now the time is right, so there yeah, you go. It's not I, think, I think the story joining. was he called Gene. Gene didn't answer, so he called Paul. Paul answered, and boom. Yeah. You know, sim- simple as that. Um, fuck, I said it. So, uh so you know where is it 24 minutes into the show that's someone's going to post that on youtube now uh, that i said that so that's my my high point of the week um gene working with ace though for me was one of those things that i i I think if we go back to psycho circus that was one of the things i was hoping for out of the album that gene and ace would co-write together so you know better late than never but it doesn't mean that he's rejoining the band it's going to be on an ace album um just like what was it, Gene on the Bruce Kulick out BK3, you know the same yeah. sort of thing. And think of how how freaking good that was. Um, no, I gotta kill that. <laughs> Hello. Oh dear God. This is live podcasting, yeah. people. This is at its finest. All right, kill that. <laughs> So, someone's someone's crank calling you right now, so because they know that you banned them. I think it was Ace. <laughs> it was a sphinx. He wants to get in on the conversation and give us his uh, his input. Absolutely. <laughs> so if Ace did, let's just say Ace did come back, how do you handle Tommy? 
And I'm going to put myself out there as a little bit of devil's advocate and, and say that I don't want Ace back full-time in the band. I, I still say, agree with what I said on a previous episode, that I think it's a toxic environment for him. And, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I don't want to see anything done that takes him from us completely, you know, any earlier than, you know, his lifestyle will eventually do. Yeah, I don't want him to end up miserable. I don't want to see Gene and Paul miserable just because the inevitable that he's got a different manager, he's got a different goal, he's got a different outlook, and just like 1996, um, even with contracts signed, all the bullshit creeps in. I don't want to see that happen again and do anything mm-hmm. whatsoever to affect his sobriety. It's not worth it. For as much as I would love to see the original lineup on stage pulling shows, it's not worth it for me for any of them to see any of them miserable or dead. So, well, yeah. Julian, Julian, just as a, as a point to that, um, you know, what if they did have him for one year and it, they did one show a year, one show a week, you know, so you got 52, you're going to hit all the states like in a major, major city or whatever. Um, and, and, you know, that one show, he has time to rest, maybe go back home to L.A. with, with his, you know, girlfriend, fiance, um, and rejuvenate, you know, or whatever, to keep him away from the just grueling, you know, road trip. Um, I don't know. You yeah, know what I mean? I, I think Mark hit, hit it on the head there, yeah. that the issues of money or would come to the fore again. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of including Peter in this as well, because I, I don't like how Peter's always disrespected and everyone's not talking about him rejoining every time Gene says something. It's always Ace. Um, so I, I got to do one for the Catman to, to keep things fair with the originals. Yeah, you know, maybe once a, once a week. I mean, shit. Maybe it could work, and maybe they could do it the the same way, but... Think of what Paul Stanley has said. Every time it's been the same, right? Problems yeah. of all. So where are the problems coming from? It's very easy for the fans to automatically blame whichever party they may, you know, prefer least. Oh, it's Paul and Gene's fault, or it's Ace's own fault. It's Ace's manager's fault. It's his girlfriend's fault um, that the relationships become strained. You know, can it, can it not just be, you know, fire and or what is it, oil and water? Mm-hmm. Chris. Yeah. 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 And I don't know if a weird kind of schedule like that works. Because, again, as you said, Gene is going to want to maximize money. And I think Ace could handle it if you're doing it. I mean, his tours now, he's doing a nice amount of chunk in a row, and then it's done. So he'll do mm-hmm. eight weeks, ten weeks. And he's hitting night after night, which is fine. I think he could handle it, but... Uh, would I want to see him back long term? No, I I think this is something that you want to wait until the very end, and whether it be the last show with all four of them, which would be awesome if you can actually take them at their word and say really seriously this is it the last one, <laughs> or if you're going to say fine we'll bring everybody back for a small amount we'll do five maybe we'll do New York L A Chicago some we'll hit some major markets just with us. Other than that though, I don't think I don't know how it would work having Ace. Eric there for a full tour because as you said can you trust that Ace will remain happy to be there for that extended period of time you would hope that with age and with circumstances you would hope that you would have the appreciation of boys it's great to be back and do it how long does that last before everything goes down the same path that it has before yeah I I think 2001 when um, Peter left the band right and Mm -hmm. Eric came in for the um, Asian leg of the farewell tour was the one unexplored avenue that most fans, I think, would have liked to have seen that lineup, you know, continue for a bit, because of Eric's drumming, you know, was an improvement over what Peter's was at that time. You know that he had declined; he wasn't obviously very happy. So it it would be interesting from that kind of perspective. I, I think we're getting into more of a realm of a discussion of the final show and the farewell. How do how do they finally stop the career, which we have kind of talked about before. Um, I, I, I still think they should, uh, you know, people want 
Ace back in because they want Ace's songs back in the set as a way of offsetting Paul's vocal challenges. You know, that you don't just get Tommy doing Shock Me. You've got Ace doing Shock Me, New York Groove, 2000 Man, and who knows what else. And that could be three or four or five songs now that Paul doesn't have to sing. And they're Ace songs. And, well, why don't you just have Tommy do it instead? Yeah, you know, the, the thing is, though... Because that's not what we want. We want Ace Frehley back in the band. Uh, yeah. Wait, you, yeah, but I, you, I, know, I, you, you don't want Tommy something. singing New York Groove? Uh, no. Watch it, right? <laughs> but I, I think what people seem to forget, though, too, is all the extra pluses that you get with having Tommy in the band. I mean, even before he became their guitarist, look at all the stuff the guy was doing behind the scenes for the band. I mean... Really, what did they do behind the scenes for the band besides play? Nothing. Get drunk and fall over on chairs and stuff like that. But that's about it, you well, know. But I mean, you know, Tommy, Tommy is Tommy has a lot more to offer, and I think that's very deep in the mind of Paul and Gene as well. When they need stuff or help with other things, you know, they can always call on somebody like Tommy to help them out. And he's a great guitar player too. He plays the stuff better than Ace does in some regard, in my opinion. And you know. That's that's that would be good enough for me. Speaking from a musician's point of view, you want to have the people that are the best performers with you to play the music the best that they can. And let's face it, we've seen Ace play the stuff really well sometimes, and then we've seen him just totally butcher it. Okay, so I I don't think I'd want to be rolling the dice at this point in my career. Well, what is what does Tommy have to offer right now in the band? That Ace Frehley doesn't have the offer in the band. Well, what, well, what, what, how, what do you know that he doesn't do behind the I'm scenes? I'm asking the questions here. I'm asking yeah. you. Don't, don't turn around. What does Tommy have to offer on stage that I, Ace Frehley I can tell you. No, on stage, probably, probably a more you know consistent performance than Ace ever would. Number one. Um, I also think that you know behind the scenes they said lots of times that he was he's helping being responsible he for a lot of the stuff. Scenes. Yeah. With he the archive stuff. The yeah, but hey, look. Let's put it this way. 150 shows in a row, I guarantee you 120 of them would be spot on perfect by Tommy, maybe 60 by Ace. Ooh. You don't know that. Ouch. Ace has been playing very well. I've seen him recently playing... He's playing just yeah, fine. his his own stuff. But the, when when it comes to playing Kiss stuff with them in their kind of playing it, because Ace does you know change up songs a bit. He doesn't always play them perfectly. Like they, they, you, you have to admit, when he played like those songs with Kiss, remember they said they had to relearn, teach him stuff back again because he didn't play it the same way, yeah. right? Neither did they. They had to relearn it as well. Remember, <laughs> let's let's yeah. just yeah. keep like, yeah, that but they're out playing there. it like. Okay, but they're playing it like that now. Will he? Would he be able to go back and play it those ways? They're not playing it the he, same way now. They're they're so down tuned. Kind of playing it the same okay, way they were in '96. That's tuning. I'm talking about arranging and right, stuff but like their that. tempo's now slower as well. It, it, it's not just the the key. Mm. It's it's become a dirge in, in some ways. There's no no energy there in the performance in, in terms of you know uh, adrenaline yeah. driving the music to a certain extent. Yeah. I mean, going back and talking about, you know, Ace in the past and his problems he's had, I mean, he wasn't sober then. He was he was drinking his champagne or beer every night and who knows what else. Um, where, you know, now he's been, well, he's been sober for, you know, many years now, right? So uh, I don't think it would drive him back to drink um, unless it was a grueling schedule or something that you know there's that chance but that's why i said break it up into you know uh you know less yeah, shows different legs you know? just some smaller legs and give them a break in between so uh one of the things with ace that that again i've raised it on previous episodes is having richie scarlet back in his touring band i've always kind of questioned is that a reason you know that if he can have richie back in and his sobriety survive because again, I don't know what Richie's up to, and whether Richie's just you know playing a part, whether he's drinking or whatever. Um, is Ace staying on the straight and narrow with Richie? Was that kind of an advertisement to put out to Gene and Paul that says, "Hey, if I can be back in a band with Richie, I think I can stay clean working with you numbskulls." <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know, this is. I always thought though. I always thought for a long time that's why Richie wasn't wasn't in his solo bands because he didn't want to be around 
didn't want to associate with and didn't want to have that temptation. But he's proven over the last few years that, you know, whatever Richie does off stage or, you know, is or isn't doing it, he's, Ace is still sober and he's, you know, still on the straight and narrow. Yeah, and, you know, and, and I, Richie's always been the perfect guitar foil for Ace Live anyway, bringing the, the right sort of gutter sound to that material. You know, that's why I love Richie because, in the band, because of what he brings to it is a little bit of that Keith sloppiness and a bit of Ace, a bit more of Ace into the band, really. You don't know what you're getting, but you're always getting a guy who's flailing around on his guitar, uh, completely you know, giving everything to the performance. Mark, I interrupted you again. Sorry. No, I was going to say... I'm starting to feel bad for Lonnie. He, he looks really sad there, and I'm thinking that you really want Ace back, don't you? No, I'd like to have him back, and I, I don't see. You know, there's nothing against Tommy Thayer, but what does Tommy Thayer have to offer on stage that Ace freely doesn't? Nothing. I already answered no, that. No, no one has answered that yet. I have. No, you haven't. You said, yeah, well, he does a lot of stuff behind the scenes. I'm not talking no, about consist, that. No, consistent playing. Have you seen an Ace Frehley show in the last seven, eight years? Ace is playing very well these recent Thank years. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Well. Yeah, Ace, 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 Ace is playing very well. You know, one of the things, again, obviously I, I did see him earlier this year as well. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Um, nowhere near the level of Kiss performance uh, or presentation or anything you know it was more like a high-end bar band in some ways you know you walk on stage you don't have all the pyro and production shit to deal with you're just playing um there was sloppiness but that was kind Mm -hmm. of inherent of, of what i was that was what i want out of ace and the band i don't want you always want the guy who was teetering on the brink of falling over that was what ace was about you never knew whether he was going to end up on his back or you know just be swaying you know it it was always what made him unique was not just his sound and his performance but the kind of unrestrained unbridled unknown of what he was going to do in the show was it was it going to be a clusterfuck that he just brought back from the edge or was it one going to be a bad night so you never know with it. And that's what Kiss misses, a little bit of the danger. Yeah. Well, Ace has that personality that he brings. And you were asking, what, is, what does Tommy bring that Ace doesn't? And Tommy brings a complete lack of charisma and individuality. Cause he, and through no fault of his own, he is pigeonholed. Do what you can, go up there, be Ace. Well, okay, do I want an imitation Ace? Or I got the real Ace right here. If Ace is available, why would I not want that? He's playing fine. That's not an issue. If it's okay for him health-wise, why in the world would I want to have a carbon copy imitation as opposed to the real deal? Uh, just, no thanks. Do you I mean, want DJ Ashba and Guns N' Roses with a top hat, or do you want Slash and Guns N' Roses with a top hat? Exactly. Or Buckethead. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want Buckethead either. <laughs> no. <laughs> but DJ Ashba, I mean, they got to the point where Axel had him in a top hat. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, contrived. But, uh, you know, with, with Tommy, at least you get reliability. You know, it, it, it's kind of the difference between a maybe, I'm, I'm trying to think of a car. What's really boring? A Volvo. Uh, a Volvo versus, say, a McLaren. So, you know, one may break down every 100 miles and be really exciting for those 100 miles. And the other one may never do anything of interest. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's reliable. It's, yeah. So why, why then are they not... D- leveraging more of Tommy as Ace. You know, they, they seem very keen on kind of, you know, dangling that carrot for... They, ne- they never come out and say. Ace is never coming you know, back. Yeah. You know what, though? Mm-hmm. At this point, I'm, I'm almost... I almost want him to come back now. Because I'm, I, just, I just can't help it. I, 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 I have my own feelings on the matter obviously you guys do it i'm not saying you guys are wrong i'm not saying i'm right but i'm saying that i almost now at this point want him to come back because i have a feeling you know half a tour through depending on how they do it mind you if they do it how you guys said like if they do a a tour and they bring him on maybe once a week or something during the tour and he comes out and plays a whole show with them yeah sure it'll be great and he'll probably have with doing that 
internet doesn't like Mark's opinion. It's yeah, <laughs> Mark, you, you've just been censored by technology. <laughs> you know, and okay, oh, so yeah, they, they can enough always, pro Tommy propaganda. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've I've said it for years that I I want Ace to come back in the band because don't get me wrong, I I, I like the current lineup. Don't get me wrong, I've seen the current lineup multiple, multiple, multiple times. But I would love Ace Freely or Peter or both or whatever combination to come back. And for all these people that have been pounding their fists saying, no, I'd rather have Tommy and Eric in the band to shut their mouths when Ace Freely comes back on stage. Or to flip-flop. Or to flip-flop. Well, the flip-flop will happen. The flip-flop flip flop. Flop. That's what would really happen. But would would happen. Oh, it's great to have the original Spaceman. It would be. But let's be realistic as well, you know. It, you you can like Tommy and respect him and want him to stay in the band and want Ace to stay healthy. And then if it did happen, be fucking A, that's awesome. Because obviously it would be awesome. What would also be kind of interesting is if they did the Mark St. John type deal and have Ace do the first half of the show and you've got Tommy all suited up. They look the same anyway. Come out to do the Tommy second do half. Tommy the first half of the show. Ace comes out via Fame of the Park and kicks his ass and finishes the show. There you, you go. Know, like it kind of being suggested earlier, substituting these guys in in their makeup, it could become you know pretty good rock and roll comedy. I mean, come on, this is like Kiss. A, you know, like a spaceship lands on the stage and he jumps out, like, ah, I'm back! Kicks Tommy's ass. Well, they, they do have that bazooka on stage, don't they? Sometimes for uh, for Eric to shoot, you know, you can have the uh, the battle royale, the fight for the lead guitar <laughs> position. Well, it's funny because people have mentioned that whole thought of making a changing set, and you have some members at some point and others at another. That doesn't work. If you've learned anything from Unplugged. You've now teased the fans. Here come Peter and Ace. You're doing that set. And the moment Bruce and Eric come back, and it's not meant as a dip, but of course they got booed. Because you've now dangled the carrot in front of them. You said, here you go. Here's the real band. And whoops, now we're taking that away and we're giving you this. I don't think something like that works because you're now diluting. You already have the impact of here's a reunion with whomever it may be. Let's say we're saying it's just Ace. You can't then have Tommy there too. because it just, it just wouldn't work. And the fans would, it would be even worse <laughs> than not doing it in the first place. You say, why are you teasing me with this and now giving me why can't Ace do the whole show? Just let him do it. Yeah, exactly. Why Why have him here if he's not going to do it? I, I, I don't need... Now you have the confusion of two spacemen. Space yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just making it more convoluted than it needs to be. <laughs> okay, so we've had, uh, we are now past 20 years since the 97 show in Columbus, Georgia, where Eddie Cannon wore the makeup. Don't you think that with the 15 years of Tommy and however many now of... Of Eric wearing theaters, that it's diluted beyond all reasonableness, that it really doesn't matter. But to do it all at a show is different, and now to bring multiple guys out at one point, I think fans would look would look at it and say, "Well, why why go to the effort of bringing these guys back? You hate them, you can't stand them. You told me for years how they're bums and drunks and losers. You brought them back, and you're only going to do it for this, and you're going to give me the other guy. So is he still a drunk and a bum and a loser? But we're going to use him for half a set." It just so wouldn't make a little sense. more money, so I'm only going to keep him around a little bit. Yeah, I, I could pay him half. I could pay him half of his guarantee if he only does half. <laughs> it would only, but it would only make sense if you brought them out and then left them out. Why would you bring bring them out, get those guys off the stage, and then bring them back and swap them again? It doesn't make any sense. Leave them all on the stage, then if you're going to do that, right? Play the whole set with everybody. Yeah. The last encore with everybody. You know, like like how they did it on Blood. They brought everybody out for nothing to lose, and and they booed Bruce and Eric. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so it could be it could, it, it could be show. like a magical mystery tour. That now you need is a good Paul imitator and a good Gene imitator. Send them out on tour. You never know whether you're going to get one, two, three originals and spot the fakes. Uh, yeah, it could, sure. become, it could become spot a, the fakes. It could be a game show. Barner you know? are doing that now. You got Lou Graham at some shows. Bands are pulling it off. I God bless them. I don't know how they do it. Yeah, just, yeah, just yeah, 2.0. Yeah, yeah, you have an internet contest. You know, every night you say which was the original member in this lineup that performed tonight. Was it Gene? Was it Ace? Was it Paul? Was it Peter? You know, you may win a meeting. That's a great idea. I'm sorry for even suggesting that. Freaking idiot! Gene will take you up on That's that. Brilliant, but you know, I think it represents the absurdity of the situation with Kiss, and just how messy the situation has become. Let's get back to something a little bit more positive. What do you want out of that Gene and Ace collaboration? 
since Ace and Gene are back together in mid-2017, <laughs> after all. Uh, just not the way anyone expected. What do you want that music to be? What's What style? Because they've never written together, it, have they? Well, I think I can, I can foresee something very more hard rockish and gritty. I mean, you know, Ace has always had that kind of hard rock attitude to his music. I mean, Parasite and stuff like that. And I think that, you know, when Gene's put in the right situation, he can also get into that mind frame as well, right? Like, he does good with songs like Unholy and, you know, heavier material as well, right? Or even, like, songs like Paralyzed from, like, you know, Lonnie's favorite album there, right? So why not do a song like that? I think that that would be really strong for them. I can't imagine them getting together and writing a ballad. That just wouldn't make any sense to me. I think that they would get together and make a real good rockin' song, I think. That's what I'm hoping for. Sorry, I'm just thinking Stanley yeah. the Parrot, or maybe uh, Ace should be listening to some of Gene's um, songs on other albums just to make sure he hasn't, you know, if you remember borrowing parts of Feel Like Heaven on Animal, um, you know, all of a sudden Ace releases an album with a song and it's got something that he re- he uh, gave to Black and Blue. <laughs> oh no, God. With Domino and uh, what was it, Nasty Nasty or something? I, I don't remember. It, it could it could be rip off something that Vinny wrote. That would cause a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that it, it, like Mark said, I think it's going to be a rocking, obviously a rocking tune. Whether it's more Ace riff style or Gene, I don't know. Uh, who knows what's going to turn out like? But I I kind of expect and hope Gene's going to do the singing on the songs um i'm hoping he's gonna sing lead on both maybe they'll have a trade-off lead, you know vocal too I, that's a possibility i guess it could happen um but uh i i think it, whatever it is it's, pro- it's probably going to turn out pretty good i don't think it's going to be crap but you, you never know what might turn out but uh, i think they're probably inspired. I think Ace is inspired, definitely. I think even Gene now, with his going out and on the road with his, you know, going back to his old stuff, is kind of, and maybe listening to his old demos is kind of rejuvenating his, you know, his look on music or maybe even writing music, hopefully. So I hope it's hope it turns out good. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to look up because I know he wrote something with... Uh... Ace in 89, I can't remember the name of it. I think it was Hot Lips or something. That may have been Blackie Lawless's collaboration, so I just want to verify that. Lonnie, Hot what, what are your thoughts on them? No, I think, I think it'd be... I think, I'm excited to hear what what they have in store. You know, they said they got together and they wrote two songs rather quickly. Um, I hope that they're in the vein of a cold gen or, or parasite type of, type of song. Um, Ace said... The other day, I, think I was reading something that said that that Gene was, you know, wrote the bridge in in Cold Gin, and he just never gave him the credit. You know, Gene never wanted the credit for it. So, you know, when I think of Ace and Gene writing together, that's kind of what I think of. It's just like a meat, meat potatoes type song um, with a good solid riff. So, and like Ken said, maybe you know, maybe Gene sings it on Ace's album. Maybe maybe they do. Um, you know, a little bit together, like they did on the reunion tour with Gene singing one verse and Ace singing another verse of Cold Gin, maybe something um, in that vein. So, I, I th- any members of Kiss, any members in Kiss working together and writing together excites me, whether it's Gene and, and Ace or whether it's it's Gene and Paul on a, on a new Kiss album. I think any kind, there, there's just something about that original lineup to me that that's very special and if two two or more members can get together and create something it it still gets me excited to this day yeah so i I just looked up and it was hot lips the name of the song that apparently they were writing in in the trouble walking air but i i I think the hope is is that it sounds classic it uh, you know it has that like like you mentioned with Cold Gin, the, the the bridge writing, that it has some sort of sound like that. When you think of how Gene, um, how Gene collaborated with Bruce and how great that sounded, that, that just sounded like a classic song, classic Kiss song. I don't know, um, but it sounded classic. It had a different sort of feel, and how great both of them are when they really do a good song on their own. 
you know, if if he can even get a, a small percentage of that in whatever they're doing, you know, I, I would love it. But I don't think the writing together necessarily means that Gene's going to record on it. I, I would hope, you know, a guest bass, mm-hmm. just to hear that Gene Simmons bass on an ace track would be awesome. Chris, you're smiling, so that's hopeful. Well, I, I would hope the most that, and this is against the grade, I would hope that it's cohesive with whatever else Ace is doing for that album. It's kind of an archaic thought because no one thinks of albums as a collective cohesive unit anymore. But I wouldn't want to see some odd gene piece that doesn't fit in with what the rest of Ace is doing just shoehorned in there for the hell of it just to get the promo of saying here's a gene song as a selling point. Because that usually doesn't work. I will admit on Bruce's album it actually did because it was such a patchwork of different styles and it actually worked in that sense. But for Aces, I would uh, I would hope that he could find a way to make it somehow blend with where else he is today. I wouldn't want Ace to be doing a Anomaly-esque album and then all of a sudden, oh, here's a, a two throwback songs that don't fit in with what the rest of he's doing just so he can put Gene's name on a sticker on the front cover to sell an extra 5,000 copies or whatever it may be. <laughs> so I, I would hope that they can do something that fits yes. in. I'm being better. <laughs> <laughs> So let, let's. I'm, I would just hope for something that is still true to what Ace is doing, as opposed to just a shoehorned throw-in. That's a good point. Yep. So now, now we have to to ponder what's what's going to come of this. You know, is is anything going to happen? Any final thoughts on Ace returning to the band? You know, and and I guess let's go into the the final show format. Have, have your views over the over the past few years with all that's come with Peter proving that he can perform changed how you see the end arriving and happening? Is, is it going to be one of those things? You know, they, they only have eight shows I think scheduled now for the rest of the year, um, plus of course the cruise. Do do you think that we're on the verge of the the end? The end is nigh. And and, and, and is it time to call it a day? You know, it's very easy to tell someone else to call it a day. Is it time? Have we reached that point? Well, I I think that we are close. I think that, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe do one more run, you know, uh, leading up to the cruise and then maybe after the cruise saying that's going to be it. But I've, I've always hoped that they would go out the way we talked about before, where they pick maybe two, three cities of importance to them, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, you know, and do it with the original guys. I've, I have no problem with that if they do that. I mean, I think a tour would be not in the best interest, but I think if they turn them into something special where it's like, you know, put on, you know, whatever, like, like a, they make it into some kind of like a pay-per-view or something, just something more than just a regular show, something that's broadcast, you know, everywhere, or they do it in, you know, Central Park or something, just something really big to throw 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 them off. And, you know, I think it, that would be, I think that would be, be the best because I think that... Big censor to get, Mark. <laughs> and, oh, boy. And I think that they would, people would, would buy it. You know, if if they if they went out like that, as long as they don't come dressed up as the Who on stage. Yeah, um, slight problem, and I'm thinking of the Manny Pacquiao fight a few years ago uh, with Floyd. That tickets, you know, went through the roof. They were basically becoming hundred thousand dollar tickets. That if they do any final show anywhere they do let's say they do one in new york one in la no one except the kardashians will be afforded you know be able to go so there'll be all these fake people in the audience rather than actual fans which is why you know the free shows really appeal to me now of going out so that the actual um working class fan who actually holds down a nine to five job and thinks about their bills every month can actually afford to see it rather than you know the first hundred rows are freaking hobbits like kardashians and you know you know which just to me would make me sick to see them ending up with that whole front section being fake hollywood bullshit fuckwads yeah well you know we had that show way back we called it the end or something like that uh 
our the podcast and uh at that time i said central park and you know free concert and i know gene mentioned recently that one interview about you know the retirement's coming soon and we might do a one you know a big real big deal whatever it is and and he said maybe free and which is like a shock coming from from him (laughs) so uh so i was like hey you know that's why i was thinking you know maybe he watches the podcast and heard me but yeah i I, I, I seriously (laughs) subscriber it automatically downloads to his phone every week yeah, yeah. God, I hope not. Uh, but I, I, I do think they really need to be cognizant of the fact that you know these big shows have become, you know, they are. Because look at them, they sell their microphones, they sell their freaking guitar straps, their drumsticks, and everything. They merchandise the fuck out of it. Are they blind to the point that so many of these VIP experiences are now so far beyond the financial abilities of their real fans? that the people who are doing these things, um, the guests in particular of these big shows who come in are not the people who followed them for 40 years, uh, who own every album, who don't, do no songs other than Rock and Roll All Night and Beth. Do they care? Or is it really only about the money now that well, if, if they get a 10 million gate, they don't care that you know there were maybe thousands of fans who couldn't afford to do it and will have to hope for a DVD? Well, I think that's an excellent point, though, actually, and I think that's why I think that, yeah, they have eight more shows left this year in the cruise, but I don't see them saying, okay, we have eight more shows left in the cruise, and then, um, you know, let's just do a free concert, and that's going to be it. If When they go out for the last time, whether it's 2018 or it's 2019 or whatever, you're going to know it's going to be the last time out, because they're going to get the last amount of dollars they can get for, they can get the most amount of dollars they can get from you one last time whether it be for one more meet and greet whether it be Ace Freely's back in the band and we're going to charge $2,500 for a meet and greet because Ace Freely's there too <laughs> don't laugh because oh it's, cause it's totally yeah. impossible it's totally possible why not <sighs> they're, they're getting hundreds of people backstage I've now never oh, dropped that. Ace Freely in the makeup too and oh. it's three of the four original members in your picture hell yeah so, or maybe, you, out, or maybe you end up like one of these bands where you have a member who refuses to do the meet and greets. Uh, what was it? Rush. Neil refused or, to do or, them. Motley. Tommy Lee. Um, Motley Curry, it, Tommy Lee would come out. Tommy Lee. Yeah. Maybe Ace says, "I'm not doing any fucking meet and greets, Curly. I'm doing my own." You know, and they're going to be twenty five hundred for me. So, <laughs> but but I think that but they are they're they're going to let us know when it's the last tour because they're going to try to get that one big you to drop down your credit card one more time or your wallet or whatever depending on your financial situation one more time so i can get so i can get the so i not, not like so i can screw the fans one more time but i can get as much money out of them and we can retire in as much comfort as possible i think you're going to know it and then at the very end they'll do and then at the very end then maybe they do do for the last show so we don't have hollywood starlets in the front row they do a, a free show in in central park or or whatever to and they can still say, oh, we're giving back to the fans for our one last show. After you just did 40 shows to the U.S. and just took them for every dollar that they had. So, In your kiss form, of course. Ouch. <laughs> I, I, I can't see them going out with a whimper. You know, which, unfortunately, just another tour no. with this yeah. band, with the current lineup, is going to be just that. It's going to be just another tour. And if it happens to end and that is when they call it a day, okay, then they kind of went out with a whimper. That's not their way. How do you create something? Bringing back another original is an attention grabber, no matter what. And that's going to put a spotlight on them and make a tour infinitely bigger than it would have been as just another run-of-the-mill, hit-and-run, whatever they're calling this latest batch of dates. So bring it on. Then maybe at the very, very end of the show, after the last song, okay, that's it. Thank you. Goodbye. And here's Kiss 2.0. We're going to unveil 2.0. (laughs) No. They come on for one song. That's a non, that's a that's a non-starter to begin with for me. But you know, I don't it, think it's gonna happen. It's just you know, when I think of how much I paid for tickets the the last few outings with Kiss, it's now almost that it needs a fucking installment plan. Yeah, 
you know, yep. a, a final outing, if it was, as Chris suggested, announced that you get that much more interest in it because it's another Originals coming back into the band. It's like, how the fuck can anyone afford this now? It's, I mean, it's just nuts. It, it, it's just so down to, you know, the, the freaking tape on the floor being sold. It's very depressing. To see. It's no, it's just very no. depressing to see now. I mean, you you yeah. can you can buy the Paul Stanley Smash guitar. You can buy you can buy a Paul Stanley guitar or a Paul Stanley stage played guitar. Why would they retire and not try to sell that to you in every city one last time? Absolutely, you know, and so from and from no point in not doing it. from the capitalistic yeah. point of view, there is no. I ha, I don't have a problem with that because you know oh, that I don't when I mean, they if somebody wa- wants to buy it, go right ahead. Yeah, you know, if someone has the money to, more power to them. But it, it's just so crass. It, it, it's just it, it's it's dirty. It's nasty now for me. You know, and, and opinions vary. There is no right or wrong on this. It's just, yeah. you know, they as a band, they need to maximize their earning potential so that when they do stop performing, they've made their, you know, their money. Simple as that. It, it's like an athlete, a professional athlete, gets as much money out of their contracts, their contracts as they possibly can because they could be injured the next year and done. And you know what else? Well, you mentioned professional athletes, and there's no loyalty when it comes to professional athletes. No. And money's involved. Uh, Kevin Durant. So if there's money involved, then there's money to, if there's an offer on the table Durant. to bring somebody back, he wanted and there's that much more money for one last big payday, Yeah. what makes you think it, it won't happen? I'm wearing the right hat for that conversation there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Steph Curry's kind of Hey, but, you know, Steph, yeah, going off topic, uh, we should have Scott on for this conversation, but, uh, you know, Steph at least worked for Peanuts for years. So That's true. You knew he he deserved to cash in. So it's yeah. the same with Paul Stanley. It's the same with Gene Simmons. Of why shouldn't they maximize? Do they ever ever want to work again? No. And do they do they deserve that money? Hell yeah, totally. You know they've built a brand. They've built a a highly visible, successful band over forty five years. They totally deserve it. But it still means that the people who really care about the band don't get to participate in it. And therein lies kind of. How do you balance it? Do you do you just well, say, well, that's just market economics? You know, I may want a Ferrari, but I can't afford one. Well, this is the end yeah. of a band that has you know crossed generations. So it, it, it's you know it, it's not one that we can figure out. We're not philosophers. We're not you know financial analysts. We're not the conscience of the band. Yeah, and really, at the end, of, at the at the end of the day, though, it, you're not putting a gun to people's head. If they want to buy it, they'll buy it. If they can't afford to buy it, then they won't, right? But or they know, will. I, <laughs> they can't afford it. They still will. Can can, can anyone in Detroit afford it? Probably not. I th- I think what's going to determine whether how soon this this they end this or do a reunion or whatever uh, is going to be all dependent on Paul. And his voice, the voices, is the key thing here, because I don't know how how much more he can go out and you know you know I don't know you know give a perf- good performance on his songs. Um, you know it's it's getting rough this last year. You know it's quite a difference from last year to this year. I think last year he seemed he had better control. This year it seems it's it's getting out of control now a little bit. So. I think it's it's ending soon. I think he's probably realizing it himself too. That's an ex- that's an excellent point because now if you're going to up the, the the price of tickets, do they have reason to up it based on that? You know what I mean? I don't want to go and see a, a performance that's going to be bad vocally. I want to hear a good vocal performance, not a terrible one, right? No matter who else is playing guitar with them, you know. Do what Motley Crue did: samples. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we have a choice. Interesting. Yeah, at least he will have sung those vocals at some time to pipe them in. (laughs) That's true. Or have we just now crossed that line and are doing anything to defend um, the situation? I don't know. So, interesting. Yeah, it's it's uh, never a dull moment in history, that's for sure. So I think I think we've reached the end of this one. So let's call this uh, an episode Um, for everyone listening out there. You know, it, here, here's what we want your opinion on. You know, 
Ace and the Return to Kiss, what do you make of the never-ending threads or you know conversations that happen on Facebook, Reddit, everywhere, of the moment a picture of Ace is posted, he's coming back to the band, or Gene says something about Ace, he's coming back to the band. Should it happen? How should it, Tommy be handled? You know, what are, what are your expectations also of Ace and Gene riding together? So, and maybe does it feel that we're very close to the end and how should it happen now with everything that's developed over the last uh, year in particular so we thank you for listening to us um, Lonnie, Mark, Chris Ken, thank you for joining me, God I hope it worked out with five of us on this um, there we yeah. so thank you for listening and we'll <laughs> see you next time bye for now thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today all sales are final, there are no refunds If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.